So we've got corrupt corporations fracking in your neighborhood. Arcane, um, baby. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this is the first time I learned that Arcane takes place in Flint, Michigan. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 64. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. We survived the end of the world. And by end of the world, we meant the end of the year. And we're back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I hate dating when we record, but this is our first recording of the of 2022. So, woohoo. Yeah. And we also need to, you know, make up for the excuse of like, hey, where the hell have you guys been for like two weeks? <laughs> we took a little vacation. Listen, we gave you a year of fucking content, all right? We have families. <laughs> you can't hold us hostage. <laughs> yeah, we're back from the holidays. Um, and we mentioned in our last episode, um, obviously go listen to those, right? We had kind of a, a backlog we wanted to get out before the new year. Uh, but this year, you know, the Piltover madness, the Zahn madness is not done. We were surprised at the beginning of this year um, from the League of Legends side of things. Riot put out, you know, the new season started season 2022. And they mentioned the new champion coming up. And she happens to be a Zahnite by the name of Zeri. Uh, and the most shocking part was that <laughs> was that her lore was up like the day after they mentioned her which usually doesn't happen had you okay there? no i'm not okay <laughs> we haven't even done housekeeping and you're hitting me with the cheese <laughs> well thanks for the reminder housekeeping up top <laughs> You can listen to us everywhere, and we appreciate it as always. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Then follow us on any platform you prefer. Uh, you can send an email to us if you want to contact us at podcastcore at gmail.com. And then leave a like, follow, or a short review slash comment wherever you listen. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, as always, we've been seeing the newer comments, which are great. Um, you know, we six love stars. you guys. We yeah. love you guys. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, but the easiest way to spread the word is to tell just one friend to shock their system by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. I hate you so much, so I'm just going to cut you <laughs> off. Um, so yeah, if it hasn't been clear yet, uh, we're kind of doing something a little new to us, which is like, instead of it being stuck to a different property other than League of Legends, we are hopping straight into a new champion. Um, and it, uh, this is definitely a little more fitting, though, it's because of Arcane and yep. the wild success that it had. And we get to see some very notable Zonites in Arcane, such as Victor, um singed echo so it's not too surprising that you know we would want to do this but at the same time zary looks cool zary does look cool she also looks kind of familiar uh, but we'll get there um, <laughs> so the main topic so we don't really have cards to go off of there's no references we will in the future obviously come back when uh zary has some influence on rune uh, legends of rune terra right when we get some more cards to fill out her story and how she relates to the rest of the gang. Um, but we do have a little bit here to play around with. Uh, but we're going to hop right into it. So main topic, electric emotions. The champion is Zeri. Uh, and one thing we want to say up top here, and 
Listen to the rest of the episode. This is not to deter you from the rest of the episode. But <laughs> up until this point, we've had some really damn good lore. Like some really damn good lore. We've had some great short stories with some depth to it. Um, this Ziri uh, bio is not that hot. It's very middling at best. Um, and you'll understand as we go through it. In the defense of this being a middling oh, here story. here we go. Corporate chill. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, spoiler, I agree with you. This is not <laughs> as hot of a lore story as so many of these other champions we've covered. But in its defense, there is a lot. Uh, like, it's surprisingly in-depth for what it is. Yeah. Like, it's it's not deep. But it goes wide. It's like yes. it's, it's a very it's an Olympic sized shallow end. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best way I could like describe it. So there's it's still a lot of pool, yeah, but it's like it, it's, it's just, like if doggy paddling was in the Olympics. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, Hedge. Yeah. So, so it, it, he, it, there's there's a lot. It's just not that new. <laughs> yeah, he's completely right. And then, you know, the conspiracy side of it from our standpoint is that this is the kind of approach you have when you want to be very careful, right? Because of all the work they've done in Arcane, because she obviously plays into the story in some capacity. They're probably leaving it open to things they're not really w willing to commit to yet, right? Which is a common yeah. writing uh, position because she has no stories yet. She has no linked things to other characters. It's just her bio. Um no. And yeah. and of course I like it's something I'll bring back up once we get to the end of the episode. But I mean, it's also the fact that it's in Zon, so we have to also consider implications of whether or not they'll flesh out details in Arcane. Exactly. And, but let, let's get into it yeah. so that I can float that question again. <laughs> yeah. So Zeri, she's raised in a large working class family. Most people are working class in Zon. Um, and, you know, there's a real strong community around them. And they're not really specific on if this family is all biological or if it's more of like an adopted type situation, which is very common down there as well. Uh, but most people are, you know, no hardships like all Zonites in this family. They take care of each other, right? They look out for each other. So her power, which is an electrical ability, which you see from the video, the reveal video, um, is from birth. They mentioned that she's born with this ability. So this isn't like a mutation or anything like that, that we know of, um, because there are a lot of chemicals down there. Anything can happen. Uh, but they do mention that it's connected directly to her emotions. So as a baby, as a child, when she laughs, it causes sparks. When she cries, it causes shocks. Um, so this uh, electric ability is directly connected to her emotional state, which is already a very interesting way to present this uh, from the jump. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is like uh, one of the bolder things, possibly the only bold thing with this story is that it's something that she does have from birth. Uh, whereas I don't think there's anyone else in Zon that's like that. It's yeah. everyone is tinkering or the only thing they had from birth was some debilitating disease from all the pollution. <laughs> yeah. But this is like just straight up magic. Uh, like it's more akin to Lux's origin, which is kind of bold to do that for the first time within Piltover and Zon. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Uh, so then we get a comment about her grandmother here where she made a uh, likened her to the beautiful chaos that is Zon um, in her, you know, grandchild Zeri here. 
which is like that's a very rose tinted way of looking at it. Um, <laughs> it's a very grandmotherly thing to do. Exactly. And, um, I as far as with the grandmother, yeah, and, and specifically the grandmother is where I want to chime in on the family. Mm-hmm. This is where I think one, it's a biological family, and then two, if we go off of like the champion reveal video, um, she uses the phrase "I" as far as like an exclamation of you know, like either upset or anger or surprise. She uses that in uh, the voice acting, um, which makes me think that she is Latina. (laughs) Therefore, uh, my Cuban roots are screaming. That's abuela. (laughs) And abuelita's always got the the grandchildren's back. I can guarantee it. And then two, two, of course it's charged by emotions. We're a fiery people, Ryan. <laughs> the rest of this episode will now be in Spanish. Da <laughs> bueno. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the rest of her family and friends also love her chaos, right? They're very supportive. Uh, but the people around her that aren't directly a part of her community <laughs> see her as a nuisance, right? That's the more realistic approach to it um, because she has all this power, but she lacks the chaos. And we're getting a view of her in her teenage years at this point. So she would constantly blow out street lamps. That's obviously a problem. And then sometimes during an outburst, uh, weird things happen. Like she says that she witnesses this flash of something or someone um, either following her or near her whenever these outbursts are happening, right? So kind of these outer body of experiences are also connected to this um, during her younger age. Yeah, and it it is a thing as far as with these outbursts and the, the, like, blowing up of, like, the street lights and all that of, like, we're getting the sense that it is volatile, but um, it blowing out street lights isn't really something that's, like, crazy i mean this is still on par of just like hood rat shit right like yeah. this, they, this isn't different than like echoes lore or anything yet yeah. it's it's just a l- electric instead of time manipulation and that's the only difference that we really get uh it, although she has a family where echoes an orphan yeah so there, there we go um, um i i do yeah. like this next part though because uh like we get into like a more descriptive bit of her lore next, which is um, that later on there's a night where Zary is strolling through the intrasol markets. And while strolling through the markets, the ground, the ground starts to shake like a very destructive earthquake. And this is where Zary decides to try to channel her power. And she uses this to become flash Start yeah. moving at mock speed to save people. And I do like this bit because we get a landmark. We get a name of a location, yeah. the Intrasol Markets. And this is, again, Zon. Arcane was a huge success. This is where it's like, okay, are we going to have a bold step where we use a newest character to continue one of our newest IPs? And if so, this would be something that we could look forward to in Arcane. Yeah, and a big point we want to reference in our other Piltover episodes, go listen to all of them, is that Piltover is massive, right? It's like if you um, 
if you think about the city of progress, they weren't just trying to have the most technology. They were trying to build a massive city, and they did that. But Zaun being under it, the undercity of Piltover, um, is just as big, right? And it's just as spanning, and it goes even deeper. Uh, so think of it like an ocean, right? It, 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 there's endless places she can go. So us getting a name here, the, we don't know. Like Entrasol Market could have no connection to Echo and Jinx. They probably don't even know it exists, right? It could be on the uh, in another country for all they care based on distance. Um, so that's cool that we're getting that perspective. But they leave it, once again, very vague, very top level, so they can elaborate later. Yeah. And the as far as with her going through the intracell markets, she saves as many people as she can, but she does lament as far as not being able to save enough. And we get to learn that these er, the earthquake that was caused, it was not a natural one. This was an earthquake that was caused by Kim Barons, who had been mining had mining facilities nearby that were installed after they claimed to have discovered resources better than Hextech. Yep. So we've got corrupt corporations fracking in your neighborhood. Arcane um, baby. Yeah. I I I mean this is the first time I learned that Arcane takes place in Flint, Michigan. Um, <laughs> It's not too soon to make that joke, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but if we're canceled, they'll let us know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the people of Michigan. <laughs> so after this, um, like she she kind of has this introspective moment where she's like, I'm good under pressure. I have a lot of power, but I don't have the control. She wants to have better control of her powers so she could because she could have saved more people. Right. That's the way she sees it because she cares about these people. So she knew that this event would get attention of the barons and that they would come after her because she stands out like a sore thumb. Uh, so what she does is she scours through the wreckage and kind of constructs this jacket that we see that helps her contain the electricity portion of her power. It kind of conceals her appearance so that she can walk around. And as she's walking around, she sees the faces of the devastated people, and but they're still kind of coming together, cleaning up and helping each other out. You see this a lot in the real world after like hurricane disasters, right? You see this a lot after like tornadoes when the government's not really pulling their end of the deal. You know, FEMA stepping up needs to be bigger and people are just coming together to help out, right, in this dark time. Uh, so that's just kind of the Zon way. That's something that we've seen plenty in Arcane, the show. Yeah, I, th this is really just another side of the same coin for Zon, uh, whereas instead of it being filthy pilties that have caused this destruction and the enforcers beating the crap out of everyone there, it's some Zonites, basically guys like Silco that are just absolutely raping the town yeah. for all it's worth. And it's the people that suffer. Um, now, as far as with this, this is where we do get like a little bit of backstory with her jacket. Um, Cause she does have a very um, interesting appearance. Yeah. Unique is not the word, <laughs> but the jacket definitely stands out. So now we know that the jacket is something she made. And this is also the first thing in the story that actually feels Zonite for the character personally, because that's something she tinkered with. Now that that is on par with every Piltover and Zonite character right there is tinkering with the equipment that they've got. 
Yep. Uh, it is a it is both side. It may be two different sides of the, of a larger large large city, but both sides are the same as far as tinkering with what they have and trying to make everything they get their hands on better. Yep. Um, and and this takes us to the next kind of part of the story where she gets a little in over her head, right? She sees the emphasis in the people, or it emphasizes the point that barons don't care about them, right? About the less fortunate people. To them, they're just objects, and to them, the resources around them are just theirs to be stolen, right? So she's like, okay, I'm going to take this fight away from our city as a battleground, our place as a battleground, and she takes it to them, right? Uh, she doesn't want to wait for another incident like this to occur around her, so she decides to go fight the barons on their turf. And good way to do that is to destroy their supply lines, right? The, the word kind of begins to spread, and the barons do something which I don't think she expected, which is they team up, right? And in times of struggle, sometimes even the worst can come together to become more evil. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. the enemy of my enemy yep. is my friend. And the like, ah, I, I I think this is uh, reminiscent of Akshan's story, yeah. uh, which we've got an episode for that if you want to check that one out. Um, and with Akshan, he's going up against all the different warlords as far as trying to find the right warlord that, well, spoilers for Akshan, uh, but <laughs> the, um, he's trying to find the right warlord that killed his mentor. And with his story, the warlords never grouped up. Yeah. The warlords, it was always someone else's problem until Akshan killed them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so it, it, with this one, it's kind of cool to see that, like, this is, a, again, another thing that's kind of coinciding with Arcane. Because we see Silco gather together all of these big head mobster-looking guys uh, and we even get names like Rennie along with Silco and you, it's like okay yeah no we're we're doing this so that we can become the nation of Zon so this kind of falls in line with that like of, okay yeah no we I I'll work with these other businesses to make sure that all of our businesses flourish yep exactly well said so if it was just one Baron, maybe she would have stood a chance. But once again, you remember, she kind of got in over her head. It's kind of a hot-headed decision. So she can't do it herself with the full force of the Barons against her. So she ends up injuring herself and running out of juice. And she has to return home with her tail kind of tucked between her legs. So when she returns home, though, she finds a big welcoming you know, hug from the family and friends and strangers. People are happy that she was willing to put herself out there while they were um, kind of recovering from the craziness that just happened. Because this is all in the same time span, by the way. This is not that um, far away. Yeah, th this is not like some of the other stories we've covered where there's like these large gaps uh, within the time frames of when it's happening. This is much more like Akshan's story where it's like this happened in like a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's, uh, for for Zeri, this happened in a couple days. Exactly. And so, of course, no wonder she went back like bruised and battered. Um, yeah. To, to take a direct quote from her lore here. A return to her neighborhood is how she found out that she was the spark that ignited <laughs> oh, the fire. So see, <laughs> they're just as gross as you, Ryan. I hate it here. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like, okay, they have our intern write this. Like, what, what's going on? I know it's the new year. 
<laughs> schedules are tight. We're both sleep deprived oh and we could come up with this. Gosh, it's so bad. Um, yeah, so she returns. She sees the people standing proudly near the rebuilt homes that they have so far, kind of seeing their courage building, and she inspired them. So she's now getting inspiration from uh, them, right? She's getting it back and fold. So the the cycle continues. And with you know the help of some neighbors, the help of her mother, she's able to construct a rifle, um, which is which kind of helps center her power and channel it. Uh, that along with her jacket, which you remember the jacket kind of assists with managing the voltage. And if you want to look at a different property, you could DC with static shock. Um, a lot of his early lore stuff, like a lot of his early stories, um, cause he's a smart kid. When he finds out he has the powers, he is very destructive to start off. Can't really contain the static shock nature of his powers. And he gets better and better at that over time with the help of friends and family. Uh, because if I remember correctly, he, his identity becomes open much quicker than most, um, superheroes. Yeah, his becomes open really quick. Yeah. Um, like it, it, it did not work out for that poor guy. <laughs> um, and if you don't like DC, then we can look at Marvel yeah. and Jubilee with the yeah, X-Men. Exactly. And again, so like not truly able to contain her powers and ruled mostly by her emotions. And, oh, man, wow, this is original, ain't it? Huh. <laughs> We're bound to get one, right? Hey, hey, you know... I, I can't wait until they add chroma skins for Zary so that you can have her have a yellow jacket. Oh, no. He called it. He called it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We're always ahead of the curve. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much where this ends is she, you know, goes back. She stands proudly with the people of Entrasol, and they're ready to fight back with her. They're like, you don't have to do this alone. We'll be ready the next time the Barons come back once they, you know, regroup. And that that kind of fight back um, mentality is what keeps them strong, what keeps, keeps them together. And we see that in Arcane over and over again. It's no matter how much you beat down on Zonites, they're very resilient because they know adversity, right? They're they're a marginalized group. They're used to it um, versus yep. the people who've built over who kind of have things handed to them. So when things get rough, they tumble a little more. Uh, so that's where we're left off in the story. And like we said, you know, it's very kind of straightforward. It's very by the books, nothing too super original, but you can tell they're laying the foundation for something more. Yeah. I, I like it's just funny because like we we were able to like go over the whole biography lore with Zary still put in a little over like 20 minutes here and it's still only about the same amount of information as like Heimerdinger's lore. And yeah. Heimerdinger's lore is literally a paragraph. Yeah. Like it, it really is just a lot of words with not too much substance behind it. Exactly. It's the Olympic sized shallow end. But we're here um, for a reason because we bring substance and we look at the corners. We look into the shadows. We find more and we drag it out to the light and we present it and we say, well, here's a few more things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I mean, again, like this is the question I floated at the beginning that mm -hmm. and I brought it up like going through it, which is like. Would Riot be brave enough to have some kind of arcane implications here with Zeri? Um, I mean, the more that I look at like the story, it really just kind of feels like they ended up like giving it to the intern and rushing it out to try to ride on the heels of Encanta. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, people are watching the crap out of this movie. <laughs> Let's we gotta get in on it. We need a brown character. Hurry. <laughs> 
dad. <laughs> I, need, I need 40 cc's of brown character. Yeah. I need 40 cc's of Encanta. <laughs> dale, dale, carajo. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, so, he's right. But, but even, like, my jokes aside, like, there's still arcane implications here. Like, this... Uh, again, like we see these Kim Barons banding together. What if the Kim Barons means Silco and the group of baddies that we get to see in Arcane? What if, like, it only maybe it's only like one of the Kim Barons from that group is a part of the Kim Barons that is fighting Zeri because we know that Zon is a gigantic city. Like, they may not even be in the same quadrant. But and if, yeah, they may have business there. And if you listen to our archive episodes, which we did four of those, um, during the investigation portion under Caitlin's, uh, we talked about some other investigations on different people who were involved in the chemical trade, right? And how those turned out. So there's some more information there that could be used. But when you look at the story that's posted um, on League of Legends Universe, uh, there's only one linked character at the moment, one linked champion, and that's Echo. And we do know Echo as a character is known for banding together these kind of um, rambunctious, rebellious um, groups of smart kids and uh, to to kind of, you know, do justice, right, uh, in Zon and above Zon in Piltover sometimes. So yeah. it's, you know, that could be a sign there that they have more to add on soon. And and Zeri, by all accounts, does have all of the qualifications needed to be a firelight. Uh, yes. Yes. Like they, this whole story is just firelight material. Exactly. So it's, but but even though it's showing as a linked character, there's no link here. No. Um, at least not in the story. So we only have that speculation. But we know the moment that we get that connection, that also gives avenues to be connected to the rest of the arcane characters. Exactly. So there's a lot of implications here, but unfortunately it's you and I are the only ones that are floating it right now because Riot's not doing it. And one additional thing on top of that is when you look at her reveal video, you look at how she's talked about, she's a very rambunctious, energetic character, which when you look at Arcane at the age she's at um, and presented, when you look at Arcane, at this point in the story, we don't really have a character that, that's that bubbly in Zon at the moment. Most of the characters are dour or you have Jinx who's, you know, wonky because of her mental state. Um, Echo used to be like that as a kid, but he's no longer. He's more stoic now. So she would fit well into a story where we don't have a characterization like that, um, which could be on purpose, right? That's us reading into it, but that's something you can look at. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, and again, like if we're reading into it, which is what our job is here, uh, like if she does go into Arcane, is she going to even have that same personality? Yeah. Because the sure Jinx and Echo, like they hold up as far as like their characters from in game. Vi does not. Yeah. Vi is not the same character in League of Legends as she is in Arcane. Uh, so is this going to be? Like if Zeri were to make an appearance, is she going to be the same Zeri that we get from this story or yeah. is she going to be someone different to fit the narrative of Arcane? Exactly. That's a good point. Um, so that's one thing. And then the final thing we want to poke at is more of her design. So immediately when Zeri came out, the people on the Legends of Runeterra side, you know, the card game were like, she looks kind of familiar. Uh, and she did. And when we looked back at a card... Uh, we found Practical Perfectionist, which is a card we may have touched on in the 
background when um, Echo came out. But if you look at the card, the art looks just like Zeri without the blonde hair and everything else pretty much is the same. The eyes, the face shape, the body, like everything. But this character we do know has a name because in the quote, Shomi, who's another character in the Firelight group with Echo, tells us her name is Kay. So we don't know if Zeri's a nickname. Could be. Could be a middle name. People have more than one name. Um, and is this related to K? Probably not, but it is super close. So take a look at that card. If you don't play the card game, just search it up. It's Practical Perfectionist, and you'll see yeah. what we're talking about. We're not we're not grasping at straws here. <laughs> and, and, no, like, and not not only is it like the physical appearance, but also like the voice lines of practical of Practical Perfectionist, or for the sake of the show, K. Like K's voice lines are the same level of that bubbly nature, except a little bit more cockney instead of the eye. Yeah. Uh, like, cause you know, Oh, I'm going to clone you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it could just be inspiration. That's also a thing, right? Because this card's been out for a while. Um, although Zeri has probably been in development for a while, uh, based on what was said in that presentation. So that's something else for us to take a look at. Right. Yeah, I I would love to see as far as like some more connections between like the room the room terror cards like not champion related cards, yeah. along with like stuff outside of room terror because we've we have been talking so much like not even in the show but between each other as far as how crazy excited we are for the MMO. Yes, and the more connections that we get to see with some of these other cards is just more evidence of this world that they're continuing to flesh out and give more content for for this game that we just have to sit here and wait on. Yeah, and it's like okay, the the more pieces that we can piece together, that's just more evidence of like okay it's worth waiting for it. Yeah. Like it's okay. Riot. You don't have to keep everything under wraps. You can give us just pieces, just yeah. little crumbs. Just give us <laughs> little pieces. So we have something to go off of. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of Zary in a, in a nutshell, you know, we were able to grab some more stuff and take a look, but overall, you know, I'm pleased with what they gave us here. Right. It's, it's a fun start based on the back of arcane, uh, but in addition, you know, when it comes to the future of casuals of Terror content, we're going to be doing things like this sometimes. We might grab characters that aren't in the card game yet and see how they fit, depending on what's going on at the moment, um, especially with the success of Arcane uh, League. You have Wild, Wild Rifts out there now. Like, There's so much riot stuff now for them to introduce things. I mean, we still haven't talked about Rune King yet, right? That's coming. So like... There's going to be more. There's going to be more. Oh, We're yeah. going to dip in different areas. So there's no reason for us to be sticklers for the process. We're going to get you guys the information. And we're going to have fun and, doing it. And don't act surprised that this is happening. We call ourselves casuals. Like, <laughs> did, did you think we were going to pivot and talk about like our climb to masters? <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Not at all. We're filthy casuals. <laughs> and with that... As always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.